0: The thoughts and opinions expressed on Buried Pleasures are of the host and guests and do not represent any views of the organizations to which they may volunteer or be employed by. Listeners should be aware that there may most likely be some profanity and discussions on topics that require some parental guidance. You have been warned. Welcome, welcome everybody to this special edition of Buried Pleasures. I'm your hostess, Pollyanna Amazing, and I have been doing some crazy traveling this summer. And I just wanted to let you know that I haven't abandoned you. I have definitely been experiencing life and getting out there and meeting some really cool people. One of the things I wanted to let you know is that you can find me at BuriedPleasures.com. You can find me at Buried Pleasures on Twitter, Instagram. You can find me at Pleasure Pathways on Facebook. Check us out on YouTube at Buried Pleasures. But let me just clue you in on what's going to happen today. I'm going to enjoy introducing you to a new friend of mine who is John from the Lost Losers podcast. He was kind enough to allow me to share his show, The Joint Hour, today with you so that we could collaborate a little bit more, a little more often. So here it comes. This is The Joint Hour with John from
1: the Lost Losers podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the LLP joint hour with John from the Lost Loser podcast. This week, I have the wonderful Pollyanna from the Buried Pleasure podcast this week, joining me from the wonderful state of Washington. What's going on, Pollyanna? Good morning. It's wonderful. (laughs) I, I know I got you up early. I'm sorry. You know, I apologize. I know you had a long travel schedule and everything that was crazy, but I appreciate you coming on here and doing this. This, you know, this is one of my favorite things. I'm glad you're here.
0: I'm happy to be here. Thanks for asking me. You know. um,
1: yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pretty nice. Hey, so, uh, real morning. quick. Good, good morning. morning. Hey, real quick. Tell everyone what your podcast is, what your podcast is about. And we'll just I'll start fucking probing you. Uh, well, that's weird. Sort of ask you some strange questions. I was just I in New really...
0: Mexico with aliens, so probing. Oh, so you probably did.
1: And I know what you were there for, so I'm pretty sure you might have got probed.
0: Oh, my gosh. that's so cute. Oh, so anyway, my uh, I, I'm Pollyanne Amazing. That's what I like to go by. <laughs> and I, I do Barry Pleasures Podcast, and you can find me at Barry Pleasures on Twitter, Instagram, Pleasure Pathways, as well on Facebook and uh, YouTube, Barry Pleasures, YouTube.
1: Oh, you yeah, have your YouTube channel.
0: I do. I have ah. a lovely lady that helps me do video editing and put some of my content up for me. She's well, lovely. I'll make
1: I'll make sure to go and subscribe to your channel.
0: Please subscribe to Barry Pleasures.
1: Barry That's Pleasures. Today. Yeah, I'll make sure to do that. So, <laughs> so I know that you talk about all weird things, pretty much sexual, on your podcast, and I do. I'm a giant pervert because I stopped growing up at the age of twelve, so. This is going to be a fun podcast. I can't wait for this. This is going to get we're going to get weird, and we're going to say some weird shit because I know yeah. you just came back from your four day tantric. Well,
0: yeah, no, yeah, it's a yeah. tantric retreat. Um, tantric retreat. Um, uh, this one actually. This was run by a couple friends of mine, Lori Handlers, if anybody out there is familiar with the sexual education community, she is the most brilliant mind out there. She's a fantastic and her partner, Michael Gibson put on extraordinary lovers retreat. And it was hot in New Mexico and hot at that retreat. It was an awesome (laughs) time. (laughs)
1: i'm going to ask because i've never been to it so did you so you and your husband i guess went to this no or actually i you? went i
0: went so i went with if everybody out there listens to ever my show <laughs> sunshine ryan from sunshine ryan tantra who is my mm-hmm. really good friend i went to support her actually because she was going as one of the models for the um for the for the retreat and it's it's helpful for people to actually get to see what it is that you know you're explaining when it comes to sexuality or sexual uh encounters so i was there to support her and learned a lot of things as well
1: so i'm pretty sure i like most people and i'm going to say i'm like most people are like when you hear the word tantric sex you're like oh that seven hour bullshit sex thing that sting says he does (laughs) that's about our education when it comes to tantric sex style right
0: Right. Then that's most people's too, you know? Well, I mean, there's all sorts of different Tantras. The one that I am Tantras. (laughs) Tantras. Um, I want
1: to keep screwing it up. I apologize.
0: No, it's okay. Tantras. There's Tantras and Sutras and Sutras are written, the written path to enlightenment. Tantras are the physical acts or, you know, ritualistic parts of what you do for enlightenment.
1: I mean, I read Um, a book called Kama Sutra. I mean, yeah. I mean, I read and I got physical with that. So how did that work out?
0: So that's a sutra showing you some Tantra. That's
2: ah,
1: just, it's just a book. All that is. That yeah. Drink.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you go in <laughs> perform.
0: Correct. Well, gotcha. perform, perform, relax. That's it. It's well, um, know. it was fun regardless. <laughs> but it's not all about Frank sexuality or sexual practices. It's about dropping into pleasure is basically the gist of the whole thing and recognizing, and this is something that they said frequently over the weekend was look at yourself. You're at a Tantra retreat. This is your life, right? This is my life. I get to talk about sex stuff with cool people. I get to go to cool places and meet more interesting people. So You know, it's a win-win situation for everybody.
1: Like, I guess I mean, because my I mean, just like here's like I'm guessing like this is a part like of I mean, this is like a lifestyle change for like most people, or is it like a? Hey, I don't know.
0: It's a. It's well, I just look at it as an educational opportunity. Like, let's say, so you watch something that's you saw Sting say, "Tantra is the greatest thing ever," right? Um, that in itself. Is something that triggers like I want to learn more. Yeah. So retreats like this are just ways that you don't have to change your life. It's just getting more information. You take from it what you want, right? Like the things that you're comfortable. It does get you outside your comfort zone if you're not an openly or overtly sexual person. But it's nothing that it's like, oh my god, I'm so uncomfortable that I just ew, I'm just gonna put a blanket over my head and be like, fuck you guys, I'm not doing this.
1: I, I do you see me like this? Yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> you want to peek right. it through the fucking knot in a fucking fence post
0: right but if you if you think about how life is in general change causes discomfort right and what you want to do is to get past that level of discomfort and find the pieces and parts of the information that make you comfortable that make you want to explore yourself your partner whatever you know just in in life in general you didn't know you liked pizza till you tried it, right?
1: I get it. I see what you're saying. The variety is the spice of life. You don't know what you like until right. you try it. And just right. because you like one thing doesn't mean you a person or likes right. another thing doesn't mean you're different or better, you know,
0: I get right. it. And when you talk about variety, you also have to talk about the communication piece, which is just exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is communicating yeah. and figuring out ways that you can talk about certain subjects or topic matters or something like say you like something and, and your partner doesn't like it or whatever if you can't talk to each other about it then you start hating each other so
1: and then you probably aren't the best of partners to begin with correct you
0: know? and then you end up with court-ordered anger management and then the whole world is like <laughs> you don't want to do that you don't want to get to the point where your relationship is such shit that you can't get back back on this Battle.
1: yeah you never know you can end up like that marine that's in australia right now going to court i'll get in that later that's that we're not going to talk about that that's straight strange i'll tell you that on an offline you'll be like <laughs> okay. oh my god you say court order <laughs> and restraint let's just say the guy got mad at his wife and maybe set her on fire anyways so <laughs> oh, yeah that's inappropriate
0: <laughs> you should see that's the point that's how much pleasure and passion in a relationship because you know like the funny thing is the crazy girl is always the one that fucks the best right
1: that's why guys stick around with crazy women
0: right right mm-hmm. that's exactly so it's passion and and novelty and all those kinds of things that really get your you know get your juice so.
1: <laughs> Yeah, like most people hide it with like tattoos or like, you know, they don't communicate it and they fucking because, oh, I like this thing, but someone's going to find me weird and they bottle it up and next thing you know, they're fucking tattooing their the top of their head. and
0: Or even people go so far as cutters, you know, people who actually do Mm -hmm. self, they self inflict harm on, you know, for just so they can feel something. And that's a, a lot of what happens in Tantra is that people are there because they feel they have a feeling that they've lost their feelings. that makes sense yeah um they They don't feel like there's maybe there's something else out there that might make them feel a little bit better in the day so Mm -hmm. i think that that's um something that i really hooked on to whenever i first started um my tantra education it was um you know there was a lot of stuff that i was uncomfortable with i'm from i'm from kentucky (laughs) we don't learn about that kind of you know, you, you know, boys and girls and, and porn and that's it. And that that's it. It's There's behind no... a It's
1: behind a black curtain. Correct. Correct. You you in, in
0: marriage, only in marriage. And, oh. you know, if you think about, like, I, I can remember my grandfather saying this so intently when we were, I think I was probably maybe 17, 18, that you don't have sex unless you're procreating. Well, uh, okay. What? <laughs>
1: then why that's did in god... the
0: bible he said and i'm like oh okay well that's crazy talk that's, I how do you what but it's okay to like have girlfriends and things like I would, if I, you're ask,
1: a... I would ask someone like then why did god make it so pleasurable right you know if he didn't want us to be happy then why did he make that feel really really good right. you know well,
0: right exactly and we're not here to make fun of other people's religions or how they believe but the the fact of the matter is is human nature is human nature and biologically we were meant to have sexual relations yeah. <laughs> that's or, it that's how we keep our species on this planet is through procreation exactly and, yeah and there are a lot of culture or well like if you think about it um scientifically uh, like you can read any of the millions of books out there on primate sexuality and and how, you know, how we, the need for the male to put semen into the female is like, it's a thing, right? <laughs> and there are a lot of cultures out there and a lot of, you know, a lot of animals that uh, share multiple partners that that's the way that it works. So I mean, even in real life and in the world, there's that whole fine line of, do you have this wonderful partner you want to have sex with every day for the rest of your life? Do you not? Where (laughs) do you fall in on that spectrum? Some people believe the more love, the better. Yeah. Some people believe that if you don't sit here with me for the next 55 years, I might not want to be with you. you
1: Yeah. I mean... Yeah. And then, you know, there's, you know, the people who, I mean, who are perfectly happy and do everything together with their partner and they do that life and they live that exactly. life. And sometimes you get lucky when you get a party just as a freaking you. It's like, Hey, shove another fucking knuckle up there. Let's do this thing and have, <laughs> let's have a good time.
0: Right. You know, exactly. exactly. And but those people that... are awesome. Yeah. That. That is exactly what it is. It's finding that person that resonates yeah. with you and then exploring things that you might not have wanted to, or may, may have thought like, well, shit, we have really good sex right now. Why do I want to mess that up? Right. Yeah.
1: Why, yeah, why fix something that's not broken?
0: Right. But it's just, when people say that to me, I, I often think you do have these moments of comfort, like take your, your evening time that you have for yourself mm-hmm. where you might smoke a little sit on the couch have a drink watch a show whatever whatever it is that you do to make yourself have a great day but what happens when you when your drink runs out you got to get up off the couch and get a refill
1: (laughs) right you know yeah but you know everyone likes dessert right correct well i think but i would go let's just say unless you're diabetic and you can't but that means you probably had too much dessert but anyways so i really like (laughs) any
0: what's your favorite dessert john I mean,
1: is it weird that I am just a simple, plain like? If there's, here's my thing. Like my wife, there's like, my wife goes and buys like cupcakes, like no bullshit, like the icing cupcakes, like you get at Walmart or to the grocery store, like the six pack. At dinner, I will snag one of those and walk away. That's like my favorite. Like if I can just snag a cupcake every once in a while, I'm happy. But you know, I I don't want a cupcake every fucking night though. (laughs)
0: You know what I'm saying? Right. Variety. You want a variety. Sometimes Sometimes you you need a variety.
1: Sometimes, sometimes you Sometimes you that. like
0: pink ice and sometimes you like green. Who knows?
1: It's yeah. just sometimes you like a little sprinkle and sometimes you don't. <laughs> sometimes you put a little sauce on there and you smack it on the, what Wait, what? Hold on. Where are we at again? Oh, desserts. you know,
0: it's kind of like a combination of chocolate and like cayenne pepper. Not a whole lot of people thought that that would be a good mixture, but it's a freaking delicious treat sometimes.
1: <laughs> uh, there's a place in you <laughs> can't. There's a place in New Mexico that has the really good chocolate, the chili and chocolate.
0: That's the yeah. only reason why you even brought that up. Yeah. Oh. New Mexico, it's hot there and I'm glad they have chocolate. <laughs> it's hot.
1: <laughs> New Mexico's so hot that they put chili in their chocolate. Let's tell you how smart they are. right? Oh, I got family there. So when you're like, oh yeah, I'm in Santa Fe. I'm like, I've been to that airport. Like we were talking, talking back and forth yesterday and you're like, I'm stuck in Santa Fe airport. I'm like, oh fuck that. that been there, done that.
0: It was really miserable. I was, uh, well, whatever. I mean, thank you travel gods for getting me back home safely. That's all I can say. But you know, when you travel, those are the things you have to put up with. Um, But I will continue to travel as much as I possibly can because again, I'm on this lifelong search too. I'm a lifelong learner, Mm -hmm. right? I'm a nurse practitioner. I've been a lot of, I've worn a lot of hats in my days um, in nursing in general. But I want to meet new people. I want to connect other people. Like when I taught, started talking to you guys, you in particular. It's like, well, it's it's funny the connections that we have behind the scenes. Yeah, that like, it's like, oh shit, the world is a small place. It's it, a lot smaller than it used to be.
1: It's a lot smaller now, and it's so fun when you meet somebody and you like, like we met on Zoom calls because we had the mutual podcast with Trash Panda guys. That's how we met. <laughs> And when we first met, I was like, they start talking. I'm like, I wonder if anybody caught that. And I'm like, looking, And you're like, I caught that. I fucking caught that. I see that you caught that. I'm like, okay, we're on the same page now. We can make fun (laughs) of these guys and make fun of everyone. And it's fun to have those inside jokes with like, I love those inside jokes with strangers. Like when you go through like the airport,
2: Uh like
1: when you go through an airport and you have an inside joke with a stranger, like you have that moment with, and that dude or that person or that, you know, they're like, oh my God, you're not going to forget what happened. You're not gonna right. believe what happened, who like I ran people, into. Yeah.
0: Right. You're not That's gonna believe it. what I ran
1: into when blah or this and that. those
0: are the best. So it is, and so what you're saying right there is exactly what happens at these retreats. You don't know, I mean, yeah. some of the people, some people may know each other or have, you know, cross paths at some time but you don't know who you're talking to necessarily but you know that you're in an environment that supports mm-hmm. what you are what your what your beliefs are so at yeah. least you have a level of comfort um, it's not like like I wasn't walking into some crazy BDSM tie people up to the ceiling and they didn't have like the mobile dungeons
1: <laughs> they didn't have the mobile it, wasn't
0: like, it was not like that whatsoever maybe an uh, adult
1: bouncy house you're yeah. saying <laughs>
0: I, well, again, there are retreats like that. This one just did not happen to be <laughs> no. that particular kind, but, um, so, you know, like if, if that's the thing you want, you can find it out there. Oh, They're there. <laughs> so I,
1: no, I was, I, so we talked about this on our last episode of the lost losers podcast. Uh, I found it like over in England during 4th of July weekend, I think it was like Lincolnshire or whatever little in a huge field they had a swing-a-thon with 400 oh. at least 400 couples and the neighbor neighboring towns like it was like in a field the neighboring small little towns were calling the cops like people were complaining because of the sounds
0: <laughs> they were that hearing. produces a lot of energy think about it okay Oh, hey, Dude, that's a lot of energy
1: that's a lot creating. of body heat
0: that's a lot but, of body heat but
1: that's it. So that, so the first part of this, this was the greatest thing about the article. And I forgot to bring this up until you just, until I just jumped on my head. So the first part of the article was literally people complain about swing-a-thon. Then it tells you what the people are complaining about. And then the next line was one, we interviewed one guy. He was like, ads, people just blowing off steam. The next last paragraph was literally an advertisement for the next swing-a-thon. Like they're like, basically, like, it's like, oh, you can find it on their website. Like they didn't give you the website though. It was just like swing-a-thon website. Um, They had a mobile dungeon. They had adult bouncy houses. They had seminars. They had, oh, it was like all types of shit Mm -hmm. that they had in this field. And you showed it and it literally looked like a campsite. Like it was just a campsite with a couple of pop-up tents. And you're just like, I'm like, I wonder what the mobile dungeon was like." like. That's the first thing my mind went to. My wife is like, of course it's, you're going, oh, to the, it's you're different. going, you're going to the red room. We know what you're going to go look at. You're not going to get hit. You don't like pain. You're not going to get hit. It's like, like, you're going to put your dick in a vice. You're an idiot. You're going to go look and be like, why?
0: Right. Like, well, and that's a, like, you were just saying, and I just want to, I just want to chime in on, you don't have to be a polyamorous person to go to one of these types of mm-hmm. retreats. Like there are openly, you know, there are open, partnered people that would be at any kind of anything you go to yeah um it's just that you know there are a lot of couples out there and you know one of the things that impresses me is as we are getting older because tomorrow's my birthday by the Ooh, way
1: happy birthday uh,
0: <laughs> thank you um as we get older are do you do you think you'll want to stop having sex i mean think about it yeah no stop it you're not going to ever want to stop coming it's no. not going to and then- <laughs>
1: And if you're a guy and you have that problem, do yourself a favor, go to a health store or victory men's health or a, a testosterone replacement, because it's the greatest thing in the fucking world to do. Trust me. <laughs> I just if there's a place here, I don't know if they're nationwide or anything like that. There's a place called Victory Men's Health. They do testosterone replacement, they draw your blood, they they have like yeah. everyone staffed, they have vitamin drips like you. It's like a wellness center basically for men. I, my wife's like, you should go just to go to get your blood tested. See what it's like. I got well, that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Think about how much stress and all the shit that's going on with people. And then the first thing that you do when you go to see a doctor, because you're not feeling yourself, you're feeling tired. You're feeling yeah. like the world is on your shoulders. You can't do anything. Um, testing your test, uh, testosterone levels are, are getting lower yeah. every year for men. Yeah right? Like that's an oh, actual yeah. fact and that's happening, but you go on an antidepressant because that's what we think is the best thing usually because you're sad. Mm-hmm. And well, I don't, I, I say this from a medical standpoint, I don't put people on antidepressants. That's not, not what I do, but um,
1: I've been on antidepressants. Most of the time, the antidepressants make me more fucking depressed.
0: Right. Well, and it drops your libido. Oh that, yeah. That's a part of it. That's a side effect of it.
1: And you so, get more depressed because you ain't fucking let's be honest. right
0: right so finding a way that you can and this is what i tell a lot of people if you're interested in the word tantra look up some stuff first off educate yourself on what it means tantra does not mean fucking 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 that is not what tantra <laughs> no, so means i need to put that on a goddamn billboard somewhere
1: no tantra is like more of like a, it's more of essential or like a soul like it's mind
0: yeah pleasure practices and that means um pleasure in every aspect of your life not just sexuality although there are sexual practices built into this you know Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um especially and and from my point of view i'm not speaking neo-tantra because i don't do neo-tantra i teach tibetan buddhist tantra so it's a little bit different and but i out hold on yeah yeah
1: what's the difference between Tibetan
0: buddhist tantra, buddhist tantra so and, I, oh, and yeah.
1: what's the elect educate me real quick okay. because i went huh what's those i didn't know there was different oh. levels <laughs> that's are, like a red so skittle I, and a blue skittle let's find out
0: correct okay so yeah one tastes like red skittle and one tastes like blue i don't know anyone anyway, know um i learned what i my tibetan buddhist tantra i went to the institute the Institute of Authentic Tantra, um created by Davy Ward Erickson, who is a really good friend of mine. She's a, she's an angel. Um, she uh we have a llama. We are a lineage-based lamanistic shamanism. Does that that's a great word, right? Lamanistic shamanism. You might so wanna... we use pleasure is medicine. That's okay. it, and that is in all aspects of life. Neo Tantra is basically and and you know please whoever's out there listening, please don't quote me on this, but because I, you know, I don't want to offend other folks, but it's basically just sexual practices, okay.
1: Neotantra. Yeah. tantra is just basically the sexual practice you are using like our pleasure to heal.
0: Yes, correct. And then okay. and, and it's not in just a, you know, sexual manner. It's with meditations and, you know.
1: Breathing exercises and correct, correct, every correct. different kind of what right. brings you pleasure and how to right. use that to heal and, yourself.
0: And what makes ours, what makes what I teach different is that mine is a female-based lineage of tantra, um, and from the Shangpa Kagyu lineage of Tibetan Buddhists. So that's ours is a, a is, is a passed-down religious belief um, that people have used, but also it can be used to teach just the sexual parts, or just mm-hmm. the meditation parts, or you know, there's things that you can teach that aren't necessarily in your face blaring vaginas and penises you know or lingams and yonis that's what we call them lingam for wand of light you you get what i'm saying and yoni is sacred space and that's a vagina so
1: i've as soon as you said sacred space i'm pretty sure every dude went i know what that is <laughs> and was completely okay with it <laughs> all right it's so great <laughs> i'm just saying
0: But that's, I mean, like, that is the most simplistic, that's, that's the most simplistic. So yeah, Tantra is weaving light and form with sound. And so,
1: because Pollyanna, I'm going to let you know, you know, me, I'm a dummy. The people that I know that watch this on YouTube, Lost Losers podcast channel, hit the subscribe button. Um, Subscribe. Yes. Are also not nearly, maybe more intelligent than me, but aren't as intelligent as me. And yes, I'm looking at you, Bill. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs)
0: but that's it i think that we need a simplistic way to explain tantra tantra to me is not just going and having sex parties and that kind of thing and that's a big misconception for people um especially when i start when i bring things up at work people are like oh she's gonna When start you
1: talking. okay i'm not gonna lie when you were like i'm going to retreat i'm like oh did you go by with your husband and you went no i went solo i went i know there was a lot of shit that happened where he was just like i don't know about it just oh I no pretend you like know it
0: what Okay, so that's a funny thing about my husband. And one day we'll have him. We'll have him come okay. on. You'll learn too, okay. um,
1: Doctor David. <laughs> oh, your husband. Your husband's a doctor.
0: He has a, a doctorate. He's a doctorate in nursing practice. Oh, nice. He Very is. nice. He teaches nursing school. He's pretty awesome. That's funny awesome.
1: One. Now, obviously, yeah. you know my but son's no. in nursing school, or is a nurse now.
0: That's awesome. That's fantastic. You know, nurse I think all pieces people need nurses.
1: Yep, nurse Thor. So <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh so, that's
0: right. That, oh, that's right. Okay. But, um, my husband is, he really honestly, um, understand we have such a great relationship. Mm-hmm. It's taken us 13 years to build this. Well, 12 years to build this relationship, honestly, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> 12 years of struggle and strife. And I got to the point where I was like, okay, I don't think we're communicating. I want I don't like this relationship anymore. Right. Like I want out
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he will never, he will never <laughs> let me leave. That's what he says. <laughs> I t- you know, say with
1: my wife, I told my wife, if she ever decides, mom. if she ever decides to leave, pack my bag with her and I'll go, okay, I'll go oh with her <laughs> you know,
0: right. But he is all about, um, me finding out what gives me pleasure so that I can bring it back to our relationship. It's awesome. And, and that does not mean like we are not necessarily in a polyamorous relationships. I mean, like we mm-hmm. don't do that um but we talk freely and openly if like if he saw a a hot girl walking down the street and he's like damn she's hot okay cool i'm not gonna be like i will grab a knife out of the drawer and slit your throat right now
1: okay so you have a that was the old yeah oh you were that one
0: that that was the old well because and i'll tell you why i had a couple of marriages full of traumas that i had mentally Mm -hmm. um you know, as a female, you don't know. Well, as a male, like you enter into a relationship with this other person, right? Male, female, whatever, whatever your configuration is, you want to believe everything that they say to you, right? Yeah. But those little doubts, (laughs) they filter in. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes intuition for females is pretty high also our olfactory sense our sense of smell is like a thousand times better than your guys's so we can smell shit on you all the time <laughs> it doesn't matter if you were if a girl raked her perfumed finger across your cheek or whatever you know we, we can smell listen, the most subtle things
1: yeah we, we yeah i we know actually i know i get it because right. i've had this you'll love, like women's sense of smell you'll love this Talking about this, I used to work for a big box retail store. Uh-huh. It's orange. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. Way to go, Home Depot. Um. So I was a department head there, and this happened. I I told my wife this happened to me one time, and she laughed. She goes, "Whatever, you're full of shit. You're just trying to make me jealous." I'm like, "My, I never would try to make you jealous." It was a funny fucking story. Yeah. And it's happened to me like more than once being there, but it happened one time in front of her. I was helping this couple get some flooring. I just showed up to work and this lady goes, I get done. I just get this card stack. I help the husband out. I'm like, all right, I'm like, you need anything else? I'm like, blah well, one, like good customer service, doing my job correctly. And the lady looks at me and she goes, and I literally went like this. And like my arm went past her face and my wife is standing right there to like drop my off lunch or something like this. And this lady goes, uh, yeah, you can, what kind of cologne do you have on? I went, I'm sorry, what? And she goes, This is gonna be really weird. She goes, You smell fucking terrific. And her <laughs> husband, her husband's right there. She goes, and I'm like, um, I'm like, I don't wear Cologne. I'm like, I wear, I, I just use soap. I'm like, soap works. I'm like, it's head and shoulders, full spots body wash. I'm like, tie, I'm like, Tide detergent. I'm like, I just know how to wash my ass. That's all I do. And she goes, and she like leaned in and went and sniffed me. I went, and my wife is like, what the fuck? Right. And she goes, all right, she goes, we're leaving it and going to Target. And was like grabbing the cart and her husband is staring. I'm like, have a good She's day, buddy. <laughs> I went not please. Don't. And this dude was, I'm, I'm six foot two. And at the time I was probably right around 280, 290. Yeah. I'm not a small guy. This dude <laughs> made me look tiny i'm like please don't punch me in the fucking face man because your (laughs) wife sniffed me and i went
0: that's hilarious but you know that's a part of the we don't ever think about the genetics of attraction and how our brain chemistry works so if you think about it in a primate sort of situation let's talk about that um the job of the male is to put as much sperm and as many females as he possibly can that's why <laughs> <We> like <laughs> right?
1: the, the, the napoleon we must divide and conquer we like to set up correct. franchises you know
0: correct correct because the more sex you have the more propagation of the species there is right so yeah,
1: genghis khan
0: right it,
1: seriously <laughs> think it about actually, that <laughs> genghis khan is the greatest what is it every one in every 200 male
0: yeah, something is, crazy like that. I, don't one know in every,
1: one in, I think it's one in every two hundred male is a descent direct, of Geng, a direct descent right. of Genghis Khan. There's seven right. billion people on the planet, so let's say half of those are male. Think about that.
0: And don't be fooled by the penguins either. By the way, have you heard this? Like penguins, people always say they give a little pebble. They mate for life. Now they mate for the life of as long as it takes to raise that one child or that one egg or bird or whatever you want to call it, the baby penguin. The
1: baby penguin. And they mm-hmm.
0: separate and then there's different, they have different partners after mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So when I I just listened to something I can't think of what it was called, <sighs> but anyway, um, that a lot of the churches around the United States spent thousands of and thousands of dollars buying the rights to play that movie, the um, March of the Penguins, because it taught like it was teaching that you have to have the two parent, you know, the female, female have the baby they mate forever, but it's really not exactly wholly true.
1: Like most things in history, Uh we only want the part that we can go, look, see, this is the good part. Oh, by the way, after, after this kid is raised and and that kid's like, my mom and dad, mom and dad go. It's like, it would be like you, if you were born Like you had three kids. Once your last kid went to college, you looked at your partner and went, "Deuces," deuces, and you walked right right out the fucking door and did it all over again. That's the best way, but they don't tell you that part. They're just like, "We're gonna cut it off right here. We're just gonna they have another kid." That's what they do. They just have another.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, that's. I I think that happens with, with humans a lot. Like we only want to hear you know, with all the stuff that's going on with racism and all that kind of shit right now, Mm -hmm. did you know that, you know, think about what you see on the news on a daily, right? That's one person's opinion in this little box of time. Um, and there's billions of us on the planet. So that one person's opinion, everybody starts listening to and says, Oh, is that what everybody's thinking? They're thinking that the whole world is such a terrible negative place. Oh, I don't think it's a negative place. Do you think it's a negative place? No. So that's how it gets. You know, it's that that small piece of information. Just like us talking today, somebody's going to take a piece of what I say and and think it's the gospel. Well, look look up your shit. That's what I say because I might be be misinformed in some way.
1: Everyone knows. I tell everyone I'm a dummy. I am repeating (laughs) something I heard, and and you have to think of everything is like the game of telephone in life. Correct. And everybody and. Like I tell and like, and my wife makes fun of me on, and and this is one of my biggest downfalls. My reading comprehension fucking sucks. It, (laughs) it is the worst thing with me. So I read things not once, not twice, but three or four times. Like when I read a book, Uh I know the book. I know the entire, because I've read it four times as I read it the one time. And my wife goes, how come it takes you so long to read? Because my wife would pick up a book and be done in 20 minutes. Right. I read a 300 page book. It takes me a fucking month, <laughs> you know. And everyone and everyone makes fun of me about that. I'm like, so don't. I'm a dummy. And every, I'm like, and just because I read, I'm like, and I read, I'm like, and I read, and then I regurgitate. And just remember, my reading comprehension is terrible. So when I'm talking, yeah, it's like telephone here, and it's going. to, You're going to leave a piece of information somewhere wow. online.
0: Right. Well, just as a reminder, everybody out there, if you hear something that resonates with you, and you think, oh. Is that true? Is that real? Look it up. Find some factual yeah. sources. Don't look at stupid shit.
1: Don't just Google it. Don't, don't hit just Google, Google it. And go, it and take the first That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that first line's right. That is correct. Right. And right. make sure, because you don't, know why? The best part, of, and don't go in the why I say, don't Google, because when you look up information, usually the first line, if you're like, let's take COVID for example.
0: Oh my God. I can't you,
1: you right now. Oh, <laughs> oh well, listen, I'm going to bring this up. I bet you this, uh, this might get pulled from YouTube just for me bringing it. And here's why. And this is my p- piece of information about Google, Google COVID or something like that. And the first thing that pops up is opinions, not yeah. fact. And it says opinion at the very bottom and a little thing. And you're just like, so people click on that. They read it. They think it's gospel. Then you're like, Hey, man, that's not true. No, no, I read it. Look, I'm like, hey, man, you gotta, look, that's an opinion piece.
2: Right.
1: And they go, right. oh, I'm like, yeah, you got to scroll down a couple and see that that one. That's a report. Hit, that, Click that one. That's all right. You're good okay. there. Right. It's crazy. It is and, crazy. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. So, but like, that's see, how our world
0: is set up. That's how we're is. set up. Like I'll, t- t- for example, during um, the chop here in Seattle, right? Where Capitol Hill, they took over the police station oh, and, you know, had everything barricaded up. They were going to be a sovereign nation, whatever.
1: How did that um, work out?
0: Well, it's it's super funny because every night that it, was, it would come on the news, you know, I have family back home that would, yeah. would say, oh my gosh, like it looks like they're marching armies down there, people are dying. And my best, one of my really good friends, Julie, that lives down there, in, like in Capitol Hill, she was like, oh, it's like street fair, you know, it's hanging out. Yeah, people did get shot and that sort of thing, but, you it, know.
1: It, it was a little out of hand. <laughs> it was like hand. a
0: festival. Yeah. It, it's
1: like it was out of hand, and, you know, we got our back under control. These people weren't taking over anything, right? you know.
0: Now, they know. did cause a little bit of trouble, that's for oh, sure. Oh, oh. Like, they would not allow police and ems and then some people got really i know um, people
1: really got screwed up and they wouldn't yeah, let you people really record did. they beat up that one guy because he was in the recording on his phone it was insane it was
0: crazy yeah. so there were some terrible things but again oh, yeah. it's the perception of the yeah. people like she's, you know oh she's a young lady and she's just hanging out and going on dates walking around and they were handing out food some places where you know where they were helping people out but that's oh. the perception
1: that's it. Trust me. I live in St. Louis. I'm a flyover. I live oh, in a yeah. flyover state. Everyone, everywhere I go somewhere, everyone goes, Oh, where are you from? I go, oh, I'm from St. Louis. They're like, Oh, you're alive. The fuck. You mean I'm alive? Like, no, <laughs> like how many bullet holes do you have? How many times you been shot? I'm like, mother fuck. I've never been, what the right. fuck are you talking about? I'm like, what do you, well, St. Louis, it's like everyone's just getting murdered. They think right. we're running around here just shooting everybody. It's literally four blocks or six blocks up in North St. Louis that are terrible. And and when you break, and when I break St. Louis down to people, because St. Louis can't get out of its own way because the people we elect are idiots. I'll just say that, but not to get that. but we can't get out of our own way. And like the city of St. Louis can be great. We can't get out of our own way. So when everyone hears St. Louis, you think of this terrible fucking crime and you're just like, listen, man, it's not like that. We're not, listen, this area right here, stay out of there. If you happen to end up in there, act friendly and people right. will just help you. Nice just be name. just right. be a good person and they won't fuck with you unless that person is a truly an evil person. And then that was just your bad luck that day.
0: Right, right. And sorry about, yeah, sorry about your luck. Sorry about your luck. Oh, 90, oh my
1: gosh. Go I'm just
0: trying to think of what do I think of when I think of St. Louis and I think of Nellie.
1: That's what everyone thinks of. They think of Oh, you get everyone killing each other, and oh, you like you got Nelly, you got those. I got Force Nelly. Ones you like- don't need anything else. <laughs> I
0: swear to you, I love Nelly. So the only reason why I'm thinking about that is because a few years ago we did a picnic and picnic in the park. No picnic uh-huh. with pops. That's it. And Nelly was playing. while well, he was singing in front of the Columbus Symphony Orchestra. Nice. It was dope.
1: It was yeah, so cool. <laughs> he's our ambassador for the city i guess nowadays now that
0: sorry <laughs> sorry that's all i know
1: <laughs> him him and john ham for some reason st louis's own john ham
0: yeah that's it
1: oh 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 i uh, everyone has a crush on john ham let's be honest <laughs> i don't okay. know I you don't
0: know. know. I, have, I have a crush on so many, so many people.
1: So, so. yeah, No, but like your communication, communication, communication aspect. But that, like when you're talking about, like you're, you said you were like the psycho at one point. Now, now that you and your husband are, there's this nice communication because now yeah. i be mean, like, my wife does the same. My wife will, my wife, me and her have this conversation. We always do like your celebrity one-offs, right. stuff like that right. my, at oh Yeah. We've talked about it on our podcast yeah. and my wife. Oh yeah. Yeah, you always have those conversations. Like I talk about Chris Hemsworth's pouty list. My wife's like, I'll let you fuck her. Hemsworth. I'm like, I'm not going to go fuck Crisworth. She goes, You should though. That'd be great. I'm like,
0: oh my like, gosh. listen. No, so Dave and I, yeah, we have this, and actually I did a show with the guys from Just Some Podcast on um, celebrities that I would want to sleep with. And Jennifer Lopez is always on the top of my husband's and my list, only because
1: again why? Why why not? Why? No, why not? that's not no, not not that it's you have that person i don't know what the attraction is with jennifer lopez
0: oh well because well for me being you know the pasty white girl that i am exotic people oh uh,
1: you like a star oh you like oh okay you like no
0: listen what here's what i like and and this it's not has nothing to do with accents it's totally oh okay Uh the way they they talk so if you have an interesting accent, like she's got that bronx brooklyn-y kind of you know talk a speech yeah. <laughs> with a little background of you know hispanic accent yeah. latino
1: the hispanic um, I, brooklyn I, accent you dig I that like, so you like accents and i love there... accent
0: i'm a huge fan of the way people talk oh. and what they say i am <laughs> anthropology would have been my other my other major had i uh chosen to do so
1: so you have a background in oh, i'll we'll get back to that in a minute so That's okay. Somebody like, but Jennifer Lopez, I don't get it. I don't see the attraction with her. I get the accent, I get that, I could see that. I just don't get the uh, attraction. She can
0: dance like. Have you seen her butt? Like, she's got good curves. She's
1: okay. See, here's the here's my problem, and here's where everyone always goes. Are you fucking (laughs) serious? Like, really? You're that guy? If a hot Jennifer Lopez is a very attractive woman. Yeah. If you say if you're unintelligent, or if I find you unintelligent. I don't care how hot you are. I would rather you no, see, you get. I would rather see you get crushed with a piano than ever sleep with you.
0: Okay. You have a lot of passion behind that. I see.
1: It's not, it's not the accent. It's not, it's not people's It's When you talk, if you sound unintelligent, like when you're talking and you don't sound and it's not with her accent, but it, I know she's probably a very smart person. She's a very intelligent business person. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But when people talk and they sound unintelligent and that right. doesn't do with, you know what I'm talking about. Let I me do because I was, my okay. mind
0: is just going to the other night when I was talking to you guys and you guys were all so fucked up.
1: Oh, when we that. were on, <laughs> when I was on my,
0: it was um, like, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Those days.
0: I was laughing so yeah. I was like that's fun but you know you have those yeah. days but I understand what but, you're saying and I understand but, where you're
1: coming from yeah, and you but you hear those you're just like Jesus right. my no no matter how attractive you are yeah just get away from me I don't want to hear you talk you annoy just me you're laughing. already annoying you if you annoy me basically if you annoy me it's yeah lights out just I don't need you yeah so I will talk I to have- you. I'm just getting away from you
0: i love accent i love people who have accents and i don't know whatever it is in my brain that that keys into that i get it. um i have a, i have a friend who is he writes horror fiction right kelly oh, nice. patrick burke and i have asked him a million times to say like could you please do my siri voice <laughs> like <laughs> i just want to listen to you talk because he's irish and it's beautiful and i fucking love it and he speaks gaelic and it's hot as shit <laughs> He speaks he's
1: gaelic gaelic
0: gaelic yeah that's irish the you know the language of the Irish, apparently
1: <laughs> is the Gaelic I've never heard of that I heard that I don't think I've ever heard that right and I'm a well Gaelic. and i'm well- i think I might think I'm a well traveled man or a well reversed person and everyone goes we will probably disagree with that uh,
0: <laughs> but no, like that's the that kind of um so the you accents. Know, it's just it, I don't know what it does to me whatever it is it does it.
1: I, and doesn't. everyone who's watching this on our YouTube channel, you started talking about it and slowly started melting into your chair.
0: Oh, totally, right? <laughs> it's like- it's Well, there's just point. certain things, right? You Like you automatically, I'm playing it over and over in my mind, the sounds and it's like- <sighs>
1: do, do, we want, you, do I need to give you a minute? You want to you know, kill your no, husband? I no, I oh, know you're good. I'm fucking with you.
0: No, so that's another thing. Let's talk about that. I don't need yeah. my husband to have pleasure, by the oh, way. Oh, no,
1: you don't mind. Well, right? <laughs> You don't need. <laughs> and he's not one
0: other. of those. Oh, sorry. He's not one of those husbands that say you can't. You know, you can't masturbate because no. that's mine. I have. I like. I have so many women that come to me and say things like, you know, my husband goes away for trips and stuff, and he doesn't want me to touch myself while I'm gone while he's gone because it's it's his. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right you now? And I'm gonna let you because, know something. what.
1: And if a yeah. dude, if any of my friends ever told me that, if they're like, if my friends travel, like, man, my wife can't touch herself. I look at you, look at them, like, I'm gonna let you know, someone else is touching it then. Right. It, it's not going to he be you.
0: He, you it's just, it's part of life. It's a part yeah. of breathing, eating, drinking. Everything is is necessary. Yeah. Do you have to have orgasms to live? No, but to live, you need to have orgasms. Yeah.
1: You know, you wouldn't be here if someone didn't just saying you know big shout out for
0: your your mental health it really is is. it it releases all of those wonderful things like oxytocin epinephrine norepinephrine like like there's a lot of cool things that can happen to your brain when you put your brain into a positive spot i think about this frequently as i'm driving to work in the mornings because highway five in the seattle area if anybody's familiar sucks the biggest (laughs) balls in the whole entire world I hate driving in Seattle, but there are mornings when I can get on the highway and I get to a certain spot and it's like, well, I don't notice anybody around me. Like there's no cars around me. I'm just driving by myself in between two big bunches, you know, two big groups of cars. And I think, Mm -hmm. oh, well, what a gift this is that I don't have to feel like somebody's riding my bumper that I'm riding theirs or that somebody's going to come over and hit me, you know, switch lanes or whatever if we could do that in an everyday way, like take a second and realize where we are and be present in that moment. And people are like, what's presence in the moment? Like really, I am here talking to you about all this amazing shit. Yeah. And my thoughts are on our conversation, because if I let my mind wander, then I'm like, um, then I'm at, Okay. yeah and then i'm not giving you're my right. full attention and that's you know that's really- right and so it loses its authenticity yeah. when you're you're disengaged in in a conversation or what have you so it is important to remember that that presence what that presence adds to a relationship as well because you can be there like you're there with your wife in the evenings watching tv but are you actually there with her you know what yeah. i mean or do you schedule a time to be with her do you schedule time to be with yourself? That's one of the things that we learn in Tantra training is to schedule a date with yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's not a necessarily a date to make your, to have an orgasm or anything like that. You can do those. Those are awesome dates too with yourself. Um, and you can do it with your partner, but you need to have something on the calendar that says, this is a me day. Yeah. This is a, I'm going to, I'm going to take five minutes out of my day to sit here and listen to music or, you know, half hour, whatever, something that you do that can disconnect your brain from what is going on in the world and all the shit and all the terrible. So that you can really realize that, oh my gosh, at any moment in time, I can close my eyes and I can think about anything that I choose to think about. Right. I can sit here and think about the most awesome and luxurious sexual encounter I've ever had in my life. Or I can sit here and think about how I have to go to work tomorrow. And that sucks. You know what I mean? Like you have that option and some people get stuck in that rhetoric of, Oh my God, this is so awful. I just, I'm just existing. I'm not doing anything. Well, you have everything you
1: need right here. <laughs> you just, you know, you, can, you're the person who chooses your mind frame. No one else chooses that for you.
0: Correct, and your brain is your largest sexual organ, by the way.
1: Yeah, and you know, yeah, clearly because if I find a hot, like if I find someone attractive and they start talking, I find you unintelligent, I'm going to walk away from you. Spank, bank, Uh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) literally. Like my wife, literally, who did I have that conversation with? My wife. I, I literally had my had that conversation with my wife. Yeah. She goes, "You wouldn't have sex with this person because you find them unintelligent." I'm like, "Listen." I'm like, I could duct tape their mouth shut, you know, or hit it in the bathroom for five minutes. And that would be it. Like I could detach myself from that just to know I could just a nut. I could just do have that. a
0: sexual release. Correct. That's it. The nut.
1: That. I could totally do that. But to have a relationship or to talk to that person for longer than that, I'm like, I would rather choose chopping off my foot. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> right. Well, I, but you know what? You get to that point. Cause you, uh, you know, you're, you're a little older.
1: i old just me. a little older. Um, um, I'm 39. I'll just, I'll be 40 this year. That's why my body's broken, breaking <laughs> down all that shit.
0: Whatever. You can oh. be almost four, I'll be 48 tomorrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I mean, so, it is. Don't look 48. It, you look good. It, Dad, congratulations. 48.
0: And thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> I super appreciate it. But no, I mean, it's your set. It's your mind frame. It's your, mm-hmm. how you set up your day. You're going to set yourself up for failure. If you're hearing yourself be mean all day long or be angry or be so fucking unhappy in your job, your life, your relationship, learn to use your voice. That's a huge part of how you get out of those everyday like, fuck, I just want to die. I hate it. I want to, you know, I, I just, I all want to jump off a cliff just to feel something. I'm not feeling anything other than dread. It, you have the power to change that. Mm-hmm. You really do. But It's hard to get, it's hard to get to that point where you're just like, yeah, I think I need to change
1: it up a little. So here, you'll love you'll love this because you're a nurse practitioner about frame of minds and stuff like that. So I told you I went to this place called Victor Mental Health for this testosterone replacement.
0: Oh yeah,
2: yeah
1: yeah. So the first time I was when I the lady was reading my the nurse practitioner I was in there she was like hey I have your lab results I'm gonna tell you what I think and she goes I'm gonna tell you what's in here she goes I'm, she goes and what you were concerned with and she goes i you know tells me the whole speech. Uh-huh. She gets, goes through everything. Everything is coming out perfectly. I'm checking out great. I'm like, this is awesome. She goes, here's my concerns. Mm-hmm. And she goes, these conversations are going to get awkward. I went, I don't think you know who you're talking to, but okay. <laughs> she goes, what do you mean? I'm like, we'll find out. I'm like, we'll talk. Yeah. I'm like, we'll see. I'm like, we'll see who's more awkward after this. And we'll go from there. <laughs> and she goes, and so and you'll love this but real quick. This nurse practitioner is an Indian lady. And the only reason why I bring it up that she's an Indian lady, because I love Indian people just for the simple fact that they, if you are lying to them, they will call you on your shit and not think <laughs> twice about it. I fucking <laughs> love that.
0: Any good nurse practitioner will do that to you. Uh,
1: the, but it like, I had an Indian doctor one time. I br- <laughs> like, I broke my hand and he was like, how'd you break That's your hand? I'm like, Oh, I, I, I'm like, Oh I, I, no, I broke it. Over. I punched the dude in a bar fight and, Broken broke it yeah. on the snooze cheekbone. I went, Oh, I fell. He goes, right
0: here?
1: Oh, it crossed the top. Like, Oh, like I put-
0: Boxer fracture.
1: Oh, you no. know what it
0: is. Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so it crossed the top and I concaved like my knuckle back here. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was a good one.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, people try to lie about all the but, shit that they do. Like yeah, how did that hairspray can get in your vagina? I don't know.
1: Oh, I don't know. I, I slipped and fell. So She, (laughs) so she is brutally honest. She goes, Hey, she goes, she goes, when you wake up in the morning, how many cups of coffee do you drink?
2: Mm -hmm. I'm
1: like, I don't, I don't drink caffeine. I don't drink soda. I don't drink coffee. She goes, what? I went, yeah. She goes, yeah. Okay. Um, she goes, oh, okay. She goes, um, when you have sex, she goes, she goes, how often do you have sex? I went two to three times a week. She goes, really? I went, yeah. She goes, that's not possible. I went, How do you mean? I'm like, What do you mean it's not possible? She goes, Do you get a full erection? I went, Yeah, full erection. She goes, Do you finish every time? I went, 99.9% of the time. Yeah, I finish because every once in a while, you never have if a kid's going to bust through the fucking door. Or, oh, right, right, right. Or if it's a drunk sex night and things just don't want to pop off. You know what I'm saying? You might be a little dehydrated. You never know, Doc. I'm like, Yeah, but 99.9% <laughs> of the time. Yeah, I finish. And she goes, Uh, and she goes, that's not possible. I'm like, listen, not to get blunt or anything like that and sound rude. And she is like, and this has gone on for like four or five minutes of her berating me and thinking I'm a liar about all these questions. And and, and she's doing it in that not like condescending way where you have to pick up on this berating. Right. I was in the Navy. My dad was, an, my dad's an asshole. I pick up on these, com, these, the way this lady's Jedi's ways, cause I'm better at it. And I look at him like, listen, I went, let me explain to you about how things work for me. And she goes, what's that? I went, you can bend over that, take your skirt, bend over that table. I can think real hard and my dick will stand up. And I'm like, and I can finish. I'm like, do you want to find out? And she went, uh, what? I went, not even kidding you. I'm telling my wife this story. My wife's like, I don't think she knew who the fuck she was talking to when she came into that room. Did she? I went, no, probably not. She goes, do you have to be so, and my wife, I'm like, listen, I look, listen, doc. I'm like, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm like, But yes, I finish every time my dick gets hard. I'm like, I don't have erectile dysfunction. I was really more worried about being diabetic and not having colon cancer. When I got here, she goes, she goes, you have a testosterone problem or lack thereof. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, this number, And like she was telling me, she goes, here's the problem. She goes, you have almost zero testosterone in your system. She goes, what's more concerning is the hormones that create testosterone. She goes, those are almost zero in your system. One's supposed to be between a four and a seven. Mine was less than a two. She goes, she goes, those are most of like 50 and 60 year old men, not someone in their 30s. And she goes, oh, yeah. So I went there and attitude is starting to get better. Wife's starting to hurt a little bit more. Like it's just (laughs) a great, pleasurable thing to do. If you need (laughs) testosterone placement, fucking do it. It's great. (laughs) Go and do it. I recommend it for everybody.
0: Hilarious. All
1: dudes go out and don't even, if you don't need it, just go get it anyways. Fuck it. You're hilarious. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm just brutally honest. That's my problem. Everyone's like, you're so funny. I'm like, no, I'm just autistically honest. Autistically honest. Yeah. I like it. And, and it's not, it's, I'm not knocking. not, not an autistic people. Don't no. not take that that way. It's just, <laughs> they don't, don't. autistic okay. people, drunk people, and four-year-old children are going to tell you what they think. And we exactly. love them for them.
0: Oh my gosh, you're
1: a mess. Uh, <laughs> I that I can't have. So a serious you like the
0: tea. So what I'm hearing is you like the tea. <laughs> so,
1: I'm like, oh, so this is what it's like to have energy. Oh, this is what it's like to, you know, blah blah blah. The only bad thing is I get the energy and then I go start walking and doing everything like that and start getting extra. And then my joints are like, hey buddy, remember you have arthritis throughout your entire body and can't move like that more. <laughs>
0: Fuck. So you gotta stop eating
1: inflammatory foods, and then your your knees and your back. Will I don't start. eat. I really don't eat. I want to <sighs> diet. I'm like on a, a keto diet. I'm like, so you I feel better on the keto. I'm like, I'm, I'm not really on a keto. I'm like on a. I watch what I eat. Slowly taking weight off. time to diet, and then I go on kind of a keto friendly diet when I go into my right. Right now, I call it like my down cycle, where I kind of eat what I want. Uh, I just watch what I eat, so I don't pack on the pounds. Gotcha. So, what was it two years ago? Let's see. Hold on, let's see, 2019. COVID screwed everyone up, so I had to go two almost three years ago. Uh huh. Nope. Two years ago, 2019. At the end of 2019, uh, I could smoke. I stepped on the scale. It was like in August of 2019. I stepped on the scale, and I weighed th- over. Th- I weighed 310 pounds. Oh. Uh-huh. And I always told myself, if I overweight over three hundred pounds, I'd quit smoking and do something. I'd, I'd finally start taking care of myself. I was a pack and a half of cigarettes a day. drank an eighteen pack, two shots of fireball a day, guy. That was my life. And that was and my son will my my wife would be like, oh, he wasn't that bad. My oldest son would be like, an eighteen pack was on nights that you didn't drink. Mm-hmm. Like that's that was. That yeah. was you know, I
0: don't, I don't drink alcohol anymore. Like yeah. I, I, I may on occasion have a drink at dinner or something like that, but yeah, years of working in the ER night shift and getting off work at 7am and going day drinking until noon. Ugh, um, it really wreaks Oof. havoc on your body and also lack of sleep and eating shit food and not being in the yeah. right mental frame of mind, all not good things. Oh yeah. So
1: I quit, so I quit smoking. And I quit smoking, put on another 45 pounds, I oh, would say. For
0: sure. Because um, sure. your cortisol levels yeah. need a little boost. And, and if they're not getting it. Yeah.
1: So, and then I'm like, okay. So after that, I went, all right. I would, I think I started when I started, I was like 355, 352, 355, somewhere in between there. And I was like, okay. I turned 38. I'm four. When I hit 40. I'm gonna be 235 Um, when i hit 40 i'm gonna be working for myself i'm no longer working for any other asshole i can't do that no more because that is bad on my mental health um and then i'm I'm gonna be working for myself doing something and i'm gonna be 235 pounds and i'm no longer to be smoking and i quit smoking i basically quit drinking to be honest with you that wasn't that was a kicker and what i would do is like i would lose what i do is i go on for two three months strong on a diet workout Mm -hmm. and i will lose 20 30 pounds and then i'll stop for two months and instead of losing and i'll watch when i'll eat whatever i want because everybody loves pizza i love my burgers i like my french fries i like that shit i want ice cream you know all the bad shit. <laughs> little debbie's everything i like it you know what i mean i'm a gluttonous guy that is my it's so funny
0: that you just said that. What is that do you know what i have sitting right here on my desk beside me
1: what is that little debbie but- nice
0: my
1: dude, dog so, just ate her hat. <laughs> dude, hey, I'm a Swiss cake roll guy. I love my Swiss cake rolls. I'm just saying.
0: I haven't had any of like I
1: can't oh, even yeah. the last time I've had that. So oh yeah. So <laughs> I will I literally do that. I'll drop 20, 30 pounds, and then I'll I might five, 10 pounds, I'll might bounce back up and then I'll go hard again. And then yeah. So yeah. I'm in my kind of my off cycle. I try to basically make the off cycle the summer because I like brats. I like meat. I like pulled pork. I like, pork. I like all that shit. And like I like baseball. to cook it all that stuff
0: all of it have, so i'm a baseball game oh, there's um there's nothing better cool. one of the things you should totally start doing though is think about yoga and i know people are like oh fuck yoga it's so dumb but i swear to you right now yoga saved my life and i'm not like by the way i'm not a little skinny yoga bitch in case anybody didn't notice um (laughs) i didn't go to yoga classes or anything i just had a jacked up back for a long time and i have arthritis too you know like it's that total midwestern you know you you've eaten nothing but gluten and lactose (laughs) and all the shit foods for years and so your body responds by inflammation in the joints because you're eating shit food that's part of it
1: i have so i buy So we were supposed to do this last week, but obviously last week was a shit show. What a <laughs> so last week I had doctor's appointments because I had I had a, for my uh, claims I filed my claims for the VA. Yeah, from injuries that I anybody that is in the military or or currently go get your co-file if you are out of oh. the military file your VA claims get right. get what is owed to you go get because. I thought a fluke, couple of fluke knee injuries, were yeah. nothing, and now it hurts to go upstairs. Right. And they, hey, and the-
0: just as a plug for one of my friends, she owns a company called Valor for Vets. Valor, V A L O R, number four, Vets. <laughs> and what she does is helps people. She's a, a physician's assistant. She's a dope ass chick. You nice.
1: love her. <laughs> All right. I'll let her come on. Uh, hey, tell her to come on. I'll come on and tell her she wants totally, to come I'll she, promote. She promote, does promote.
0: medical reviews. She owns a company that she she hires other providers and they go through your medical records. I try like she. I worked with her for a little bit, but Jesus God, have you seen the medical records that veterans have? Oh, I like, get it. I was trying to do it as a side job, and it was just so much stuff to read that it was. But if you have Valor for Vets, look it up. Yeah, if let she wants to come, and tell her, with, hey, tell
1: her if she wants to come on and talk. Or talk, I'll I'd love to have her on her. Uh, Totally, Uh, uh, but we uh no one did all that and then young jamie and his adventures back home
0: he flew american airlines too though right american (laughs) airlines i'm not happy to be american airlines you suck whatever's going on that they've got pilot issues and whatever like i understand storms and that sort of thing but man don't hold people hostage on planes for long periods of time like that it sucks so bad Uh,
1: so he Obviously his Jeep broke down. He, he got a (laughs) flight out of St. Louis that night. Yeah. It went from Chicago or went from St. Louis to Chicago to Lexington. And then he lives, I guess an hour, an hour and a half from Lexington.
0: Yeah. Hour and a half.
1: So I drop him off the airport. He goes and checks in. I mean, and he goes through security as he, so it took him like maybe 15, 20 minutes to do all that. I'm already leaving and down the highway and he texts me. My flight's already delayed an hour. Oh my God. It's the worst feeling so ever. So he flies into Chicago. His flight, his connecting flight was supposed to leave at eight 50. Uh-huh. He is running to the gate. He says, as too. they, as they that. are closing yeah. the door uh-huh. on him and they're like, doors closed. Can't do nothing. Plane's gone. See ya. He's oh, like, and it makes
0: you feel so sad. It's like your parents left you in the middle of the desert. At and a he's gas just like,
1: <laughs> he's like, okay. Right. So he, it's awful. So he has to stay in Chicago, flies in. When he gets in to Lexington, his mom picks him up and he's driving, driving back. He finds out they switched his schedule on him. And yeah. instead of being at work at 4.30 or 4 o'clock, he had to be in at 2 o'clock. He's looking at the clock going, it's 11 o'clock now. I'm an hour and a half from my house. He literally <laughs> had enough time to go home, shower and change.
0: Well, at least and then, to shower,
1: And then go to work.
0: Oh, poor oh, Jake
1: his luggage stayed in Chicago. Of course it did. And then they had to deliver that to him the next day.
0: It's the worst when you're sh- like, that's why for the longest time, I probably haven't checked the bag, unless I'm going to go like back home to Ohio or Kentucky for a couple of de- days, you know, like a week or so. Yeah. I travel yeah. very lightly because I refuse to have my shit maimed oh. and, and broken and lost. I hate that. <laughs> oh,
1: it's the worst. So he borrowed one of my, oh, he borrowed one of my bags. Like one of my, my oh, yeah. old luggage bags and the nameplate uh-huh. is broken off. Uh-huh. And I went to go switch it out and I didn't have another one. So I literally took a sticky note, <laughs> wrote his name. And Did then you put
2: young Jamie on it?
1: <laughs> and then wrote a K A Magic Thunder
0: shut your mouth right
1: now. Oh, by the way, did I tell you the name tag was broke? Yes. So I duct taped it with Gorilla black duct tape to this bag. It could not look more fucking Hoosier. It could not look more fucking Hoosier. So when he's at the airport, is that bad-looking bad
0: looking Hoosier is that Indiana? Like, is that what
1: you're saying? Okay. So in St. Louis, we call like rednecks. We call the rednecks the like we call them Hoosiers. Here. Oh,
0: okay. in Indiana.
1: So when you meet someone from Indiana, like, oh, you fucking Hoosier. Like, how'd you know I was from Indiana? I'm like, no, I'm calling you an idiot. Like an idiot. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I was the like redneck. I think was. Yeah, but... I call everyone a Hoosier. Like, I call if I call you a Hoosier. I mean a Hoosier. I call everyone a Hoosier. I call myself you can a call Hoosier. Me a,
0: call me redneck. I'm okay with that. I'm oh, I redneck. call everyone.
1: I'm a hey, man, I'm just a dirtball Hoosier from Missouri. What do you want me to do? I'm right.
0: an angel from Kentucky,
1: there. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. So Jamie <laughs> goes to the bag plane, and the only thing that you can read on this duct tape piece of sticky note Jesus. is magic thunder. So young Jamie has to go to the baggage center. He was like, hey, my bag is not here. Blah. They're like, yeah, it's still in Chicago. We know where it's at. They're like, what's the name on it? He's like, Magic Thunder. And the lady's like, I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> <She's>, he's like, <laughs> He's like, so my uncle. And she's like, No, 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 I don't need a story. What's the name on it? And she goes, He's like, Magic Thunder. And she goes, Jamie goes. That lady literally went down, looked at her watch, and goes. It's ten o'clock in the morning. I just got here. I thought it was going to be a boring ass fucking Tuesday. (laughs) Thank you. And fucking started laughing. And she goes, Jamie. goes. This lady turned around and fucking. She turned around and then turned around and looked at me. And she goes, had fucking tears down her face because here's six foot five, two hundred pound young Jamie, long hair, Fanta tattooed on hand, going magic thunder.
0: This kid has a Fanta tattoo on his hand. He's so
1: sweet, though. He's such Jamie, a good, I hope you listen to this and you know that we just love your little face. It's the funniest fucking thing in the world. He's so cute. So goofy.
0: And the fact that you guys are his positive ma- male role models is a little
1: alarming. Who I am? What, me?
0: No, all of you guys together. Oh, kind of so, like No.
1: So I've known Jamie's dad for 20 plus years. Uh, yeah. Well, a little over th- 20 years has been changed. I was in the Navy with him. Gotcha. Here's where I will say I fucked up. It's, this is my fault. I will, his mom and dad be like, no, nah, you're fine. He was going to be this way. Anyways, I will take this one on the chin and the chink of my armor. So when I was getting out of the, like last year in the Navy, uh, I was in, past, stationed in Pasco, Mississippi on the Thomas S. Gates. We were on deployment. Um, there was a hurricane that hit called Katrina. I don't know if anybody ever heard of it. Um, so. Uh, yeah. So it wiped out our Naval base that was in Pasco, Mississippi, uh, destroyed the South. I don't know if anybody heard of it or anything like that. It was a small storm. I mean, um, so they moved I've us. Heard. I've heard. So we were scheduled. We were on deployment. Uh, we were in South America when all this was going down. And the captain kind of, uh, kind of hid it from us, but he didn't tell us until the last possible minute. When we started realizing the sun was on the left side of the ship and not the right side of the ship or vice versa, wherever we're heading south, however you want to talk. About. When we were supposed to be heading south, we we're like, why are we heading north? And we're like, oh, by the way, uh, there's a fucking deck or century big storm about ready to wipe out all of our families. Right. So they canceled the deployment, then decommet our ship. And I was living in Mayport, Florida. And my buddy, Bo was like, dude, you're not living on the birthing barge. You're coming to live with me and my family. So they took me in Bo and his wife, uh, Stephanie. And at the time, a young, 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 his and their kids. And then a very young Jamie, who's like four.
0: (laughs) He's the sweetest kid. And I didn't
1: realize the, the effect that you have on people Uh (laughs) until Later in life, like right. young minds are very, very easily. pliable. Mm-hmm. So Jamie's mom's a masseuse. She got hired to do work, at the tattoo convention in Jacksonville, Florida. And we got free tickets while well, I'm tattooed, obviously everywhere. Uh, we're huge tattoos, fans, tattoo fans. We're like, fuck yeah. Well, I got, I was hanging out with Jamie that day because he wanted to hang out with me. So I went, Hey man, let's go see your mom at work. I got these uh-huh. tickets. Let's go. I went and seen his mom at the tattoo convention and I had a four-year-old with me walking around a tattoo convention (laughs) in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. His dad called me. and was like, Hey man, where are you at? I'm like, Hey man, I'm seeing your wife at work. And he goes, Oh, me too. Where are you at? I'm like, he goes, don't you have Jamie? I'm like, yeah. He goes, whatever. That was everyone. Whatever. Got Jamie with him. That's fine. He's safe. He's at a tattoo. Right. Right. Well,
0: but it's, it's, it's the whole community of people that help rear your children, yeah. that help, <laughs> help them become the people that they are. Right.
1: I took him to go get his tattoo. I took him to a tattoo his first tattoo convention. I was there when he got his ear pierced because I went, Hey, don't be a wuss. Get your ear pierced. Let's go. And went and took him, got his ear pierced. Like I, it's my fault. Like I look at him like, this is partially me. Uh, this is my chink. in my like, Doing haha jokes to irritate your mom and dad. Clearly, (laughs) I could have taken a different approach. (laughs) Maybe, maybe don't take you get your ear pierced. Let's not take you to a tattoo parlor when you're four and allow them to apply a printout on your back. Well, at least did you take
0: him to a cool place to get his ear pierced? Claire's (laughs) Boutique.
1: I went to. We were at the mall at Claire's. That's where I
0: took my son too. I love that. Video. I have a video of my son when I think he was maybe 16, maybe ish, 15, he was, 16.
1: He was four. He, he was four. His dad was with me. It's fine. It wasn't like I just kidnapped a kid went to he to a the person like, hey, look what I did. The kid. I was just no, curious. His dad was with me. His dad you know, that's
0: me. the thing. So after all these years and after, um, you know, like you as a parent, because you're a parent, you know, hmm. you get it as a parent, you have to think of what kind of people are you going to incorporate into the lives of the other humans that you have now brought onto this planet. And I have some really amazing people in my life, you know, like I always have, not all of them were raised like I was, right. And I think that you need that to allow for them to figure out their own way, because it's important. Right? Like, so, you know, like, there's a big push now. Did you know this? That there's a big push to not include genders on birth certificates any longer. Like, you're not going to be listed as male or female. Have you heard this?
1: But, uh, listen, do not. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save this because we're I'm recording I'm our, our, our episode of the podcast or our, the, last, the next episode tonight after this. Yeah. And I have a story.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Of something. And... It, I don't care. Okay, I don't. When it, I know, I know what you're saying. They're not going to put genders on there. I get it. Whatever. Fine. Don't do that, because whatever. I don't. I don't. If you want to call me and tell me that you want to identify as Captain Kirk of the Star Pre- Fleet Enterprise, I will yeah. be like, okay, Captain Kirk of the Star Fleet Enterprise. What can I do for you today? To right. you know, to make sure you are happy. I am that person. What do we have to do to get your dreams to make you happy?
0: Right.
1: It's when they throw in other words that have different definitions. I know.
0: I know. I totally get it. And I have,
1: it's a pretty funny story because it has to do with, and it, I can't wait to tell it. And it's, it's fucking hilarious. And it's, one of the, because, you know, everyone knows me. Everyone that's talked to me goes, dude, you are one of the lovable dumb guys ever. You're a big Don animal. You'll ask questions just because you're, and everyone thinks you're being an asshole. And it's because you're generally curious. Right. You know, and everyone thinks you're an asshole because you're being, because I don't have cooth. I get it. I understand. It's something I don't have. I don't have kid gloves. I'm sorry. I apologize. I blame <laughs> my parents for that one because right. they don't have it either.
0: But just think if your parents were friends with some really nice and docile people who were able to communicate oh. in a different way, you would have learned something a little bit different back then and then you wouldn't be no. who you are.
1: No but no 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 they do because I obviously I did because I actually communicate. Right. Oh yeah I see. And I go and talk and I am not afraid to talk and I will right my and my in uh, not to and my parents are great i love my parents they never did anything or never but when if they won't talk to you unless they have to like they're the people like they are completely happy talking to themselves like they're not here to be inter- or be entertained or to entertain and that's how they are and they right. don't give a fuck about feelings like right. at all like right. me on the other hand i will take a little bit softer approach when i'm talking to right.
0: Right. Well, because you've learned yeah. that you can you can but, only know what you've learned, right? But it's a build on it.
1: Oh, yeah. So, but it took me being a, like, I don't have kids of my own. I have stuff kids. I have three right. amazing stuff kids because I was the guy who's going to be single and never wanted kids. So, I'm right. so intelligent. I married a woman with three kids. That's how smart I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my husband did too. He's so uh, smart. <laughs> I am, he has a son of his own.
1: Uh, I, I didn't want that. I'm, if I do have a kid out there, I'm sorry. I didn't know about you um first of all <laughs> and second of all I, you know come hang out we can be friends we we, we could talk we'll hang out we'll be get to know each other I promise you, you if there is on the couch
0: out there, with nurse Thor
1: <laughs> you mean you know I like I tell everyone I'm like I'm the greatest uncle in the world I never wanted kids but I'm the greatest uncle I will I love my I love my kids up kids I love my nieces and my nephews and the certain there's certain kids I do hang out that I adopt like I always tell them, they, there's always a home here. You always have food. There's always a pillow. There's always a blanket. And that's the most, clothes. see
0: what you're just saying right there. I think is the most important part of being a human being and interacting with others. Yeah. You, it's not that you have to give your entire self to somebody and let them take advantage of you, but to offer <laughs> loving kindness and, you know, like a place to sleep, a place to eat, yeah. whatever, I think is that's, that's a mark of a, of a great human. That's how I gauge, like, that's why I think that we get along. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, listen for all of you watching or listening, um, these Skype calls that you guys do (laughs) are so funny. I can't stand myself sometimes. (laughs) I just, (laughs) I'm like, I'm racing to get off work so I can get on these calls because it's the best. It's one of the funniest parts of my day. I get to drive home and listen to him going, nope, can't hear you. Uh, uh, er, uh, nope, can't hear you.
1: (laughs) Or you have a shroom episode that happens.
0: Shroom shroom episode. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Yeah. Those are fun
0: shit but that's those are the kind of people like i and and you know honestly i'm getting ready i'm so um jason miller from miller's military moments podcast he and i are going to start a new podcast i'm just letting this cat out of the bag right now oh yeah so it's going to be it's called table talk with pb that's me and jay (laughs) his name is Jason. Um, nice. and we're going to like, he's a vet, you know, military veteran. He's air force for 20, 30 years. I can't remember Jason. Sorry. If you're listening to this sweetheart, but anyway, he just retired from the air force and he's trying to get his life together. And he has an awesome podcast. If you like historical military kind of stuff, and he has some really cool shit on PTSD that he's doing. Um, great. He has great guests, but one of the things that we want to do is we were talking one day because I had him on my show. I wanted we talked about um, how you get your own private time when you're, you know, overseas or you're away from your partner, or
1: whatever. Happy like, clunkers.
0: He was like, "You go into porta potties." That's when you. I'm like, "Holy clunk- shit.
1: You happy clunkers?
0: Really? Is that what ha- it's called?
1: I, that's why I call them. I dubbed it. I I, I kind of I I kind of just stole right. it. I put it in an Urban Dictionary. I don't know if it took though, but I call it a happy clunker. It's time oh. management. You know, it's time right. management, you know, right. and it's masturbating while taking a shit. That's what I call it. Happy oh, clunker.
0: Well, for fuck's sake,
1: that's awesome. You know, but
0: anyway, <laughs> thing,
1: and that's what I call them. I'm going to start it at a thing. I put it in urban dictionary. Hopefully it, took, it starts taking, but that's what I, and right. my wife thinks I'm gross. When I'm, talking about I'm like, it's not about when you your fetish you're shitting and your are drinking. Jer- no, it's because, oh, fuck, I'm here. I have to be on want and watch in 15 minutes.
0: Huh?
1: You know, most military dudes right. are- and anal
0: stimulation is really good for you, John.
1: I'm not fucking shoving yes, a finger my- No, I'm taking no, a no, shit and I'm just rubbing one it. out.
0: It's fine. Whatever. It. That's right, that pressure on your
1: prostate on both sides. Gotcha. But I see what you're saying. But- yeah, <laughs> It works for you. You know, or, you know, if you're- in the, You say you're in a flight, you know, saying you're an airplane and you're one of those nervous Nellies on an airplane, what's a good way to fucking help you relax? Rub one out. Well, hit the end
2: button. Oh, well
1: you're right there, knock it out, get it out. Take the two minutes and you'll feel better.
0: Beyond that part, Jason and I are going to be talking about positive stories from the day and there's a way that you can nominate a veteran like a veteran owned business or a veteran that's doing great things in the world Mm -hmm. um or a veteran that's bringing attention to some things that need to be done but there's a way that you can be nominated and uh like there's some some things that we're putting together jason's awesome you know like he's a fucking he's a trooper although i I will say and this is so funny and i know that i'm the same way like medical dramas, you know, I, as I'm watching them, I'm like, oh my God, like, did you see, they have like an oxygen tubing for an IV or something like that. I mean, it's some dumb shit. So he asked me to do some graphic stuff. Right. And so I'm putting together these things with what I think are, you know, the same helicopters and soldiers that, mm-hmm. that, you know, whatever. And he's like, no, we can't use that. <laughs> that's not an air force guy. That's a, like a foreign soldier. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? so i don't um, know
1: <laughs> i was i
0: don't know the difference between a black hawk and a uh, any yeah. other helicopter like i oh, don't know i don't
1: here, know i will i'll tell you a true <laughs> true to god story i tell you a true to god story so me me and my wife got married in 24 october of 2014 uh-huh. and this is what we got married on 10 4 14. ask me why because i know because i know 10 plus 4 equals 14 that's how i remember my anniversary my wife was not fucking happy when she found that out. <laughs> I went, listen, I got to make it easy on me. Cause I know I'm an idiot. No. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. and plus it really worked out because my nephew came home from, was home from South Korea. Cause that's where was station at the time he was able to be part of the wedding and even yeah. though it was a small little fucking wedding, we got married. All right. Where was I with the story? Oh, I had, I used to travel all the time when we first got married uh-huh. and this guy was kind of fucking me over and I knew he was kind of fucking me over with some money so i wrote out my outline for my resume i was redoing my resume so i wrote out my outline in a notebook because i have to write everything down first and then i can type it out because if i type everything i'll screw it up i'm one of those people that have to write literally i have a notebook within five feet of me at all times i'm that guy.
0: i, I won't even tell you i've got 15 Lane oh, right I now.
1: have, I have one in my truck. I got one in my nightstand. I have sticky notes everywhere. My wife thinks I'm a psychopath. Actually, my wife and kids think I'm a psychopath. Yep. That's my not. This yeah. is the one
0: that this is
1: the money maker idea. Yep. This one. So, <laughs> so I wrote out like I wrote out my resume, and uh-huh. I had to go out of town. And this dude pissed me the fuck off. But this guy, this boss of mine, pissed me off. And I went, and I was on the phone at the same time. This guy made me mad. Somebody called me, reached out to me. was like, Hey man, I want your resume. I want you to come work for me. Nice. I went, all right, man, done. I went, I called my wife and Nige. we've been married for two months at the time. My wife is a Marine Corps brat. My, my father-in-law did 22 years in the Marines. I was in the Navy for five years, five plus years.
0: And he let and, her marry you.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm the favorite. Oh, and nice. I, I'm just nice. going to okay. say that. All right. That's how good I am. <laughs> oh, when we first, me and first met, me and my wife worked together before we started dating and I quit and went to another job. Uh, and the first time I met him, my wife like came in and was like, introduced him. He was like, oh, dad, this is that sailor. This is John. I went, oh, how you doing today? Nice to meet you, sir. He goes, oh, how are you? He goes, oh, I didn't. He goes, I was 22 years Marines. I'm like, oh, congratulations. He goes, you know what they say about those squids? He goes, always oh, good for a ride. I'm like, yep. I'm like, I'm like a squidge, you know, and I'm like this motherfucker right here and didn't help that he's only five foot five and I'm six, two, and he's coming in and piping the fuck off like this to me. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy right off? I'm like, sir. And the first time I'm meeting someone, I'm like, yes, sir. No, sir. I'm very polite. I, I believe in manners. This dude goes like this is like, this is a, you know always good for a ride. Once to insult me about sailors. I look at him like, yeah, sailors, you know, I'm like, you know what they least say about a sailors that What's that I'm like, we are gentlemen. Why is that? I'm like, cause we give all of our bitches rides. And just fucking walked off. I'm like, nice to meet you. I'm like, fuck this dude. Wow. I'm like, I was mad. Like, I wasn't mad, but I'm just kind of like, what an asshole. And just kind of walked off.
0: Because you can't pull out Jarhead,
1: your first shot out. No, you? no, I can't head a pilo like that. I can't do shit like that. So I was like, drop mic, walked off, went, went back to work doing what I was doing. Yeah. A couple hours go why by I? and I run into my future wife. His lady andrew that i'm working with she's like i'm like oh your dad leave i'm like oh how your dad she goes my dad thinks you're fucking hilarious i'm like what she goes he can't believe he, he was just like that dude's got balls he's awesome fast forward a couple of years then we start dating and, and there's something he's like dude i've oh he goes you were always a good dude he was like i knew he goes i said something to you he goes you don't bat an i to nobody he goes and i'm okay with that i went Oh, you're that dick. You're the guy who has to push a button first to see and then and he's not like that at all. I don't know why he did it to me, but he did. I think he just thought all oh, this. He, he kind of just went, I'm going to fuck with him first and see what he does. But I guess he, I don't know what? whatever my wife said behind it. You know, this is John the sailor. That's what she said. And that's how I was introduced. And then <laughs> That's my wife. Boop. Yeah, that,
0: That's awesome that at least you guys get along, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We, I short. All... And...
1: What's up? Go ahead. Oh, I get a lot of my in-laws. My in-laws are great. You know, I get along with them sometimes better than I get along with my own family. It's crazy. That's because we're all dope smoking hippies. That's what my father... Oh, is that it? (laughs) (laughs) Here, when I... So when I first started smoking weed again, I threw on my back last year pretty badly. It looked like a question mark. And that's how I started smoking weed again. I'm like, huh, my joints feel better.
0: My my back feels better. Who knew?
1: During the middle of a pandemic, my father-in-law goes, Hey, man, don't go to the hospital. You'll get that COVID. I don't want you going to the hospital. We didn't know what the fuck was going on at this time. We didn't know how this all was going to happen. He was, you'll get COVID. I got something for the pain. I don't know. You don't smoke. Got you. He, like, dropped, like, two joints off in the mailbox and drove home. Like, dude was great. Like, rock star. I went, oh, this is what smoking weed does. I get it now. Like, I don't hurt no more. <laughs>
0: Oh, and also makes other people way more funny. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, you're my, my, you know, a couple of my wife's friends who I would rather hit in the head with a ball bat wrapped in barbed wire when they, I'm like, oh, you're actually not, no, I I say shit like that just to get reactions. I don't, I'm not going to do it. I'm not, I'm not bluntly murdering people. Oh, well, let
0: me just tell you when I say I'll slit your throat. It's a thought.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm going to do do it, it but don't. don't, I, but I don't, mean. I'm not saying I haven't pictured it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but no. Right
0: now, my, my, my hands are wrapped around your throat currently, yeah. right now. That's what I like. Yeah. Like, if you knew.
1: <laughs> what do you, like, I had a dude, I had a, anyways, I mean, those people aren't less annoying. And then, like, a couple, like, I smoked that, My, like, I guess, like, a week went by, and, like, my father law gave a couple more, you know, I got a couple more joints here and there from other friends and stuff like that to help with the deal with this back pain, and my wife come out. And she goes, so me and the kids were talking because I'm open and honest with my kids. I tell them, okay. we talk about drugs. We talk about like, if my kid, my, our kids know if they have a question, they can come to me. They'll come okay. to one of us and ask a blunt and honest question. And we be okay. like, okay, first of all, let's, how did you get here? And then let's <laughs> let's see what we can do moving forward to make you understand this better or answer this question correctly. And we'll, we'll have these conversations. So when it comes, like my oldest boy, when he was in high school, he goes, I want to try drugs. I'm like, what kind of drugs? He's like, well, I want to try marijuana. I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, if you come up to me like, Hey man, we thought, let's talk about, yeah, I want to do cocaine. I'm like, oh, we're going to have a conversation real quick. Right. I'm like, you're smoking weed. It's a plant. You're fine. I'm like, right. don't drive. Know what you're doing. Don't do a lot. Don't go overboard. Test. Don't, you don't need to test your limits on your first day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, let's. Let's baby. I'm like, always baby step it. Right. You know, I'm like, he was like, oh, okay. So, you know, we have these conversations. So when baby my wife, step. yeah, my wife came out and she's like, so me and the kids were talking. And I went, okay. And I'm sitting on the back porch watching a ball game. She's like, um, so we love you. I'm like, okay. I'm like, are you guys leaving? Like, yes, leaving me? Like, what's going on here? She's like, we like, <laughs> hi, John, instead of drunk John. <laughs> I'm like, what? And she goes, we like, hi, John. Hi, John, we can talk to. Hi, John, we yeah. can funny. Hi, John isn't making it like, when we do screw up, he isn't belittling us to the point where we feel dumb. Hi, John is like, all right, you know why you screwed up? You know why that was dumb? And ask questions. It's, he isn't the one going, all right, dummy, let me explain where you fucked up. He's the one who's like, how did you get here? How? Di-? And I just realized, That's I'm awesome. like, and I realized all in like, Especially like, and anybody who does, and I talked about this on my podcast many a times with my friends who are probably here, or people who listen to the podcast or maybe listen to this, are like, dude, we fucking heard you, but fuck, you, you're gonna hear it again. Um, all <laughs> and I, I'm a huge believer in all the peas, like all the positives that marijuana brings. A, I'm a better parent. I'm a better. I'm more patient. You know, I'm you a better. Be a, per, <laughs> I'm a better person. You know, all the peas. Yep. All there comes a lot of po- and I heard Ryan Strickler talk about shit like that. And I, and I, and he's the one who kind of, I'm like, dude, he is right. There are a lot of people that come up. I'll give him credit for it. You know, even though he'll never hear this, but there's, it's great. I'm, and I'm not drunk. Like I used to be a drunk drunk drunk.
0: Well, it makes you different. It really, it fucks with your internal organs. It makes your skin shit. You like, think about what your face looked like when you were drinking all the time. Think about that. Like your face changes when you stop drinking alcohol. I mean, I've always been super cute. I can't.
1: No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I was an ugly fucking child, let me tell you.
1: <laughs> I was an ugly Big child giant that grew glasses. Up to be, I was an ugly Big child. Giant that, glasses. Yeah. All all I was an ugly child that grew up to be an ugly man, so
0: Oh, uh, stop it right now. Um, you're not ugly, you're a sweetheart. But just being that um, you know, w- growing up and and knowing eventually Here. that That's what you're, you're going to, you have to be something. Let me see.
1: So this was taken a year ago because I was sitting in my cubicle for this company that I worked for at the time. And I was like bored out of my mind.
0: That's not you really.
1: Yeah, That was me a year ago. That was me almost a day, a year to the day. I was like,
0: no kidding. uh,
1: That was me. Mm -hmm. And that was,
0: see if you go to santa fe then you'll look like that <laughs> you go. good
1: i have family so here here's i, I saw shit wheelman almost doing this for fucking two hours oh my I'll god you, you me. holy fuck here i'll tell you this quick story about santa fe and i'll fucking get let you get out of here and let you promote whatever you got and i'll let you continue on with your day
0: eat me some breakfast i'm hungry so the
1: last time i was in santa fe this yeah. was years ago
0: uh-huh
1: I, I put it this way. I was still in the Navy. This is probably 20 years ago. The last time I flew in Santa Fe airport. And I, I remember saying,
0: there's no water there. It's terrible. <laughs> there's no greenery. It's rough
1: <laughs> at the time. I, th- I think I'm flying Southwest. Uh-huh. I was flying from St. Louis. I was under 21. So definitely I was 20 years old when this happened because I'll never, I flew, I got on, flew Southwest from, I was flying into San Diego. My mom and my sisters were in, New Mexico on vacation at the time, visiting uh-huh. family in uh up in, or Endino. It begins with an E and lives. It's just up north of Santa Fe. I don't know what the name of the town is. It's it? It was Dorado. I don't think that's it. it I, I it, like doesn't. Anyways, <laughs> I get on my plane at six o'clock in the morning in St. Louis, and I sit in emergency row with my back towards the pilot. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, this guy peeks his head around the corner and goes, One of these things and sees me. And he goes, Uh huh. And, snap, and snaps. And then two guys follow and sit down. I'm like, This is fucking weird. Yeah. Stewardess comes by and making sure and all the thing. And this dude reaches up, grabs her hand, and goes, Hey, what? He goes, How much would it be gonna cost for me to get four beers? And four shots of Jack Daniels, or four airplane bottles of shot at Jack Daniels right now. Yeah. He goes, how much is it going to cost me? And she goes, sir, we're not We're still at the We're gate. People are still getting on. He goes, that's not my question. How much is it going to cost me? How much money do I have to give you for you to go back there and grab me four Bud Lights and four? He goes, you know, make it eight Bud Lights and eight shots of Jack Daniels. How much is it going to cost me right now? I got cash in my pocket. He goes, here, here's a $50 bill. Why don't you go get those? And she goes, okay. I'm like, what the fuck is this dude doing? So I'm like, all right. So I'm not really paying attention. I'm like putting in my earphones, put it this way. This is still the day where you had a CD player.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. You know
1: what I'm talking about? (laughs) And you had to make mixed CDs to take everywhere. Yes. So you could listen to the same 20 songs over Um, and over again.
0: I'm a huge fan.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. So anyway, so we go and I'm, this guy comes and I'm sitting there. All of a sudden the service comes up and she goes, here you go. And he goes, squid, here you go. Well, what he goes, navy. I went, yeah. He goes here, take these and hands me two beers and two, sh- two airplane bottles of Jack Daniels.
2: Nice. And I
1: went, Hey, I'm not, he goes, shut up. Aww. I went, so I'm sitting there come to find out this is a gunny sergeant in the United States Marine Corps and two of his Marines. Then they're flying <laughs> back to San Diego
0: Oh, nice.
1: Noticed me in the airport by myself with my, and I had a manila envelope. He's like, this dude's something. And walked by me, and I fired off a comment, and he goes, that dude's in the Navy. He goes, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm finding him. And made a mental note. He goes, I seen you in the air, at our gate. He goes, I made a mental note. Like, this dude's in the Navy. I'm calling to party. I'm going to go hang out with him. He goes, you're fresh. He was are fresh. fresh. I can tell you're fresh. I stepped off the airplane. Airport, in the airport. We had an hour and a half layover in Santa Fe. My mom and my sisters are meeting me. This is before 9-11, so people can still meet you at the gate. I step off the plane and this dude walks up to my mom, straight up, and goes, are you this boy's mom? Yeah, he goes, hell of a man you're making right there, and walks Aww, off. And my mom's, that's like, so cool. my mom's like, what the fuck is going on? I step off and my mom sees me. She goes, you're fucking drunk. I went, yeah. And my sisters are like, Oh, my God. They're like, and my sister, they're dying laughing. They're like, fuck yeah. And I'm like, my mom's like, are you fucking, we partied the entire flight <laughs> from awesome. St. Louis to Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. We're in the airport. My mom is my, I seen my mom for 10 minutes. My mom was just like, all right. I forgot my parents, my mom and my sister were meeting me. Uh-huh. My mom's like, love you. We'll, I'll see you when you, and you're in St. Louis next time. See ya, mijo. And left. We partied in the airport. <laughs> we get on our plane and we partied the entire flight. Dude, we That's had so the cool. back part of the, like, this guy was holding court. Yeah. And, like, it was like all rules and regulations were thrown out.
0: Right, right. For leaving That's Santa cool. Fe
1: into San Diego, this guy was just holding court in the back. This dude was a lifer Marine. I'm like, this is insane. I'm like, I should have joined the Marines. <laughs> It was fun. Uh, was fun. But I remember being in the Santa Fe airport and my mom just being like, I cannot believe how drunk you are. And I remember you had to walk outside to go, I remember you had to walk outside to go smoke and I was walking outside smoking. I was talking to my mom and my sisters. My sisters are dying laughing. My sisters are nine to 10 years older than me. They're losing their minds laughing at their yeah. drunk fucking underage brother who is loud, drunk off is that? loud, obnoxious, it. and is just starting to find like his voice as a person. And they're right. just dying laughing. My mom is just like, Oh, meho, why? And then <laughs> they leave. I go back into the bar and this guy's like Hey, Diki and I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do this thing. And we it was crazy. I was like, Oh my god. And then you're like talking about that airport. I remember falling in the bathroom and they had this weird tile. It was insane.
0: The, you know, that's the weird thing about the airports in New Mexico. Cause I, well, I was in Albuquerque and in Santa Fe. Why I have tile floors that when you drag your rolly suitcase across and Oh my gosh. Think better. That happened in an ER that I worked in years ago. They, they didn't, they didn't think about dragging people on carts across these giant, you know, like the big Mm -hmm. industrial sized tile. So as you're taking a patient to the floor, it's like dunk, dunk, dunk,
1: dunk. And then they're feeling it the whole time. It's like, shit, this is ghetto. What are we doing? You should should try it when like, there's a limb missing, like, or a thumb chopped off or or a bad back. It's the worst.
0: I I, I treat people, I don't go. I don't go to places like that. (laughs) I don't go there unless I'm getting paid. That's what I like to tell people. I don't (laughs)
1: know. You're one of those. So if I call you, I'm like in Seattle, I'm like, Hey, Pollyanna, I'm in Seattle. I just got hurt. I'm on my way to this hospital. You're going to be like, don't go there. Don't go to that. No, don't go go to that one. Particularly. Do not go to that hospital. You will not come out. I just broke my leg. Honestly,
0: Honestly, um, I have disassociated myself from a lot of the hospitals around. I just work for a clinic and and I love it and it's awesome and I can't be mad at it. Um, But it's lovely to be where I am. I love my life. That's it's awesome. Bad.
1: But I thank you for, I fucking took up like two hours of your time. I only said I was going to take like an hour. I think it's been, Yeah, I know, but it's cool. It's, it's cool. We'll have to, thank you. Thank you for coming on and doing it. Tell everyone again, what you do, where you're, where they can find you, all that wonderful stuff. So
0: I do a little podcast called buried pleasures and the theme of it is pirate because I'm fucking pirate queen. Um, so <laughs> all of the there are a lot of different pieces and parts to my show, but anyway, it's all about pleasure and fun and, and that kind of thing. So berrypleasures.com. If you want to look for buried Pleasures, the podcast, or on Apple, Spotify, I, you know, iTunes, whatever, all of those blah 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 things anyway. <laughs> or you can find me at Twitter, buried Pleasures. Please hit me up and message me if you have ideas to talk about sexual questions. Things, whatever. Um, I'm here, so yeah. Check it out,
1: Pollyanneth. Once again, thank you for coming on here and doing the fucking joint hour with me. Even though I didn't even smoke a joint, really.
2: Um, oh my god! I really didn't.
1: I, I didn't. Literally, I lit one at the beginning, like I normally do, and I didn't even finish it. We're fucking chit-chatting too much. I <laughs> should tell you, that's awesome. That's a good pod. That's a sign of a good podcast.
0: I mean, authenticity is where it's at, right? you gotta that's be that. Real. If you're real with yourself, you can never be offended.
1: I know. I really do. We'll have to do this again. I know. I love the skull. I do.
0: <laughs> that's my pirate. This is, that's is my, this one might drink my tea out of. <laughs>
1: nice. Once again.
0: Anyway, it was lovely to be here, John. Thank you. Spiro. Thank you.
1: We'll do it again sometime. I'm sure we will. I hope so. All right. Thanks for listening or thanks for watching. Appreciate it.